Welcome to another edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm Seth Everett. The head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com is the globe-trotting Patrick Morrow. Patrick, it's like a it's like a mean game of uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Except it's Patrick Morrow. Where are you? Oh, Seth, this week I am in uh, Costa Rica. I decided that, hey, it's the Leafs off season now, so I'm going to go to sunnier pastures as well. And, we talked uh, so much about your Leafs last time. We can't <laughs> do it. No, we're not. We're not. That's why I literally left them behind. This podcast is going to leave them behind. Uh, listen, there's there's nothing to be sad about when you're in San Jose, Costa Rica. Let me tell you that, Seth Everett. Yeah, I can, I can just imagine. Uh, all right. The, uh, the NBA playoffs are in their conference finals stage. Uh, so we're getting down to the nitty gritty. So the final four teams remain. And, you know, we have to recognize two things. Number one, who is the favorite to win it all? Is it the Golden State Warriors? Is it, you know, one of these teams from the East? But then you also factor in what happens at Bavada when there's an actual playoff game. So let's start the futures first. What are the odds for the remaining teams left? Oh boy, Seth, uh, I'm looking at this, uh, the futures board here at Bavada and it, a lot of blood's been spilled. A lot of red I'm looking at. This Golden State Warriors that struggled with health uh, a good deal of the season, they are now the odds-on favorite at minus 170 to win it all. And they're also our biggest liability. This is kind of reminiscent of their uh, playoff run about five, six years ago. S- similar kind of regular season where they weren't that great. You know, Phoenix Suns were the team in the West all season, just absolutely flamed out. But, uh, you know, Golden State has gotten hot when it matters, healthy when it matters. And, uh, you know, having a team like the Suns bout like they did, uh, the West just completely opened up for them. Uh, trailing the Warriors, you have the Boston Celtics at plus 220. Miami Heat hanging in there at series at 6-1. to one. A lot of blowouts in these playoffs so far, Seth. You know, even when you have series going back and forth, I think the average margin of victory in the last half dozen games have been 19 points. That's not really that great for the fans. So after the Warriors, you do have the Celtics at plus 220 in a really tight battle against the Heat. Uh, Heat also 6-1. to one, But uh, the real story in this playoff, Seth, is the ability of the Golden State Warriors to finally get healthy, you know, finally play the best basketball that they haven't been able to play all year. And uh, they really do look like a force to be reckoned with. Again, they are the odds-on favorite right now at Bavada at minus 170. So now take me into a game, whether it's a conference final game or in the upcoming NBA finals. What can fans expect when they get to their app, when they get to their computers, when they get to the playoff games themselves? Which, by the way, the NBA has something going on. If the ratings are good, I cannot say a word. But if you're starting your games at 9 o'clock on the East Coast, I'm falling asleep. I'm not paying attention. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm lucky this week, Seth, because Costa Rica is actually uh, two hours behind Eastern Standard Time right now. So these nine o'clock games are only seven o'clock out here. Although I don't think they've figured out uh, time zones properly because I called my dad last night during the hockey and it was two hours ahead in Brantford, Ontario. It was sunny out there. It was pitch black out here in Costa Rica. So Clearly someone has got this backwards. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, though. Nine o'clock start, that's late for me. But I guess for these West Coast teams, uh, they can't go much earlier than that. Listen, at least I'm not starting it at 1030 like they could uh, if it was a regular season one. Um, when it comes to what's available to bet on these games, Seth, uh, gosh, what what isn't there available to bet on? Points, assists, rebounds, uh, you know, 10 to 15 different alternate spreads and totals. If you don't like the main point spread in that game. 
uh, team totals, uh, you know, listed specials for players to get uh, triple doubles, double doubles in games like that. And I do, you know, we mentioned this before, but I think it falls by the wayside sometimes. We do take Twitter requests to Pat Morrow, the Pat Morrow on Twitter for anything that we don't have on the board that you want to see out there. We will do our best to try and price that up. Get it to us at least a couple hours before game time. That's not just NBA, that's NHL, that'll be NFL this year. Request a bet and we will get it out there because, God, we are no strangers to pain. And uh, if you've got a good one, we'll put it up there. As for the hockey playoffs, uh, it's the same question, really. Uh, what about the futures for the favorites? I would imagine Colorado's still a favorite. and You have to consider Tampa Bay, even though going into the playoffs, I don't think they were the favorite. No, going into the playoffs, Seth, uh, Tampa Bay trailed uh, the Florida Panthers, who are the best team in the East. They were the favorite in the East, and uh, just in front of Tampa Bay were the Toronto Maple Leafs, RIP. We're not going to dwell on that much longer. Uh, otherwise, you have the Edmonton Oilers at 8-1. to one. They are our largest liability at Bavada right now, just because of the nature of you know their regular season and how much they had to do to get to where they are now. But listen, Connor McDavid is as popular as he gets. Uh, that kind of player drives betting, drives action. As a result, they are our largest liability on the board. But it's still the Colorado Avalanche. It's been the same story with them from the beginning of the playoffs for most of the regular season. They are our favorites. They are currently plus 140 favorites. And, you know, they're, they're looking really good out there. Kudos to St. Louis for giving them a little bit of a game. But uh, there's a reason why that Avalanche team has been number one for almost the entire season. Well, and it wasn't a dirty play that knocked their goalie Bennington out. And there was I saw so, the, the country this, comments, oh, right? Yeah, there oh. was all this talk about death threats. And the, 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 the player, the Kadri was, was, if you saw the, we were watching the game live, you know, when, when it happened. And it's a tough play, don't get me wrong, but it's not a dirty play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's tough. Listen, I know a player like Kadri also maybe has a bit of a reputation for, mixing it up like that on the ice. You know, he's not everyone's favorite player, even before uh, that incident with Bennington. But uh, whatever you think about the play itself, good Lord, those social media reactions and overreactions were just something else. So hopefully uh, we can cut through that nonsense a little bit and get back to the play on the ice. Well, you kind of hope so. I mean, that that would be the thing. What about, what about the Calgary Flames? Are they uh, also a favorite? They are, they are behind, uh, Actually, yeah. Well, I mean, when you, you look at uh, the West, they're the second biggest favorite of remaining teams and one of the most popular bets on it's the Colorado, board. Calgary, Ca- Carolina and and uh, and Tampa. Those are pretty, the, four, the top four. Pretty much. Pretty much. And we won't talk about that team uh, that plays at Madison Square Garden that you're so fond of, uh, nope. even if they are hanging on at 22 to one right now. Nope, They're weasels. They're weasels. Weasels, scoundrels, unmentionables. Mika Zabinajad is a weasel. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. He's a weasel. Great name, though. <laughs> well, it, it was very funny because somebody else said uh, I, I was reading. Somebody else said that a, a, a potential guy that that, that my uh, New Jersey Devils could get is Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. I can't stand Tom Wilson. Oh, I geez. can't stand Tom Wilson. I'd love him on my team. Mm-hmm. That's how I've always felt about somebody like a Brad Marchand as well. Sure. Um, That's a great example. Yeah, and uh, and that that works really well. So Maple Leafs fan again, but yeah, I if Brad Marchand was on my team. Oh, I'd I'd have oh, a lot of fun. He'd be the greatest thing in the world. But yeah, <laughs> but playing against Brad Marchand, uh, I, I want to see him put through the glass every time we go against him. But uh, Claude Lemieux, that was what Claude ooh, Lemieux was. Claude Lemieux broke the mold. I think. You <laughs> wanted him on your team, and he played for almost every team. But you wanted him on your team, and oh if he God. wasn't on your team, you couldn't stand him. My God, he uh. 
That hit on up, Chris Draper. Holy moly. Holy moly. I, uh, so I played ice hockey growing up in Canada, obviously. You're, you're not Canadian if you aren't uh, you know, surgically attached uh, blades to your feet at age two. But uh, growing up, so I was age 14, 15. This is where you start getting the body checking. And our, our local rivals that uh, one city over, they were taught at this age to dive, to feign injury, to spear in the other direction. It was, this was something we were seeing in the NHL at this time, but this, this was obscene and, but it, it worked. They would always get under our skin. They'd always get that, uh, you know, I don't, the Leafs never even had any meaningful games against Claude Lemieux that I could think of, but just being a fan of hockey itself. I remember just watching that guy and just losing my mind and never, I don't think growing up as a kid, I loved more hockey players and I disliked them, but I never liked Claude Lemieux. Well, he went, he was on the, the devils, their, their first Stanley cup year, 95 when I was in college and come a little older than you. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he went to Colorado and won the Stanley cup again with the avalanche in 96. Ah, so, so that softens it a bit for you. Well, I, but I covered it in 97. I didn't cover the 96 avalanche, but I covered the 97 avalanche and he was on their team. And I was like, he, he's a two-time Stanley cup champion the last two years. Yeah. So I, you know, I like him. You know what I mean? Tom, if Tom Wilson is on my team coming up, I probably mm-hmm. like him too. I can't probably. stand him. I can't stand him. No, he's uh <laughs> he's a weasel. And Mika Zabinajad, that's another guy I'd like to punch in the nose. Yeah, Tom Wilson doesn't have a good name to rest on. Let's go, Canes. Let's go, Canes. That's Let's fine with me. Canes. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, looking at those futures board, Canes are absolutely okay with us. Actually, they'd be our, our best win left on the board. Um, Tampa, just by virtue of you know being behind Florida, gone. Being behind uh, Toronto, gone. Um, they provided, but being two-time defending champions, you know, they provided what appeared to be kind of an obvious betting angle for players that were able to get them as the third largest favorite going into the playoffs coming out of the East. So, um, yeah, it's really no surprise that they're up there in terms of our liabilities right now. But yeah. Canes would be great. I won't say who our second biggest uh, cheering team is because uh, we certainly won't get you rooting for them, but uh, we'll simply just say we move on. Yeah, no, no secret about that. Uh, and then what, what during games do you guys do during the hockey playoffs? So a little bit similar to uh, basketball with, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to f- just add as many alternates as you want. So the puck line is a pretty popular bet in hockey, and especially more so in recent years with how aggressive teams have gotten when it comes to pulling their goalie. Uh, Patrick Waugh went a little bit overboard with it, started pulling goalies at the 10-minute mark. But now it's not uh, too strange to see teams pulling goalies four minutes left, five minutes left, six minutes left, uh, even more if they're down two sure. goals. So as a result... My daughter uh, still doesn't understand it. Because what she does is every game she sees a team... Uh, pull you know pull their goalie right so she would say 40 percent of the time they get scored on without yep. a goalie and maybe what two percent of the time they get a, a, a goal she's only seen it a couple of times so she doesn't know the value of it but what right. i keep trying to say is there's no reason not to you're gonna lose yes. anyway you yes. might as well go for it yes yeah exactly it's one of those things that uh you end up with some kind of lopsided scores at the end of a lot of these games that don't really tell the story of what actually occurred, but, uh, but you do have point spreads in betting. Exactly. And that's kind of become extra attractive for players that because the traditional puck line in any hockey game is minus one and a half, uh, on the favorite on that team. Um, we've now offered it on both sides. We're offering minus two and a half minus three and a half. If you think there really is a chance 
that this te- these teams might open it up. Or if you know you're getting a coach on the other side who is maybe not full Patrick Wobb, but uh, understands that, hey, we're down 3-1. It doesn't really matter if we're down 4-1 or 5-1. This isn't soccer where we're aggregating scores over the course of the series and total amount of goals scored is who wins. No, it's just that game. Just win, baby. Uh, aside from the point spreads and stuff like that, similar stuff with the requested specials, you know, looking ahead to... Uh, We've got both teams to score in a game, you could bet. Uh, you can bet on Zvinijad to score a goal in a game and the Rangers to win that game. I know, Seth, you're probably, you know, thinking no, that's a great be, bet, right? No, Absolutely. That's Ooh, that's a, you, that's you a Seth that. Everett max play, everyone. Yeah, Zvinijad to score and Rangers to win. Um, more traditional stuff. Uh, we've got uh, all your top line players on each team. Will they score a goal in the game? Will they get a point in the game? How many shots on goal will they get in the game? How many saves will the goalies get? And this is all the stuff, Seth, you know, you can, put, you can predict the exact correct score. For example, if you really like one of your teams to just blast the other seven, nothing, you can get that at hundred to one. You can get some of these correct score odds, funky score lines, 200 to one, 500 to one. You know, it, it's, it's crazy out there. This is all the stuff that you can bet just before the game goes live though. And what we've done is that historically in the past, so much of our hockey betting has been pre-match, but we, we're seeing this massive transition to live betting now, Seth. So we couldn't just offer the money line in the game. We couldn't just offer the puck line and the over-under. We are now offering a good deal of all this stuff that I just uh, said in the game itself. We are updating shot totals throughout the game. If the game goes to overtime, we won't just post who will win. We'll post who's going to score that game-winning goal. Will there be a goal scored in the first five minutes of the NHL, uh, or sorry, the overtime first period? So we're trying to take all this pre-match stuff that I just mentioned and put more and more of it into the in-game product and the cool thing about that is I don't really see too many other people doing this to other shops. So we're really setting ourselves apart here. And also really, you know, because it's new for us, I always tell people when we're doing something new, that is the best time as a better to take a shot at us because we're still figuring it out at that stage. When we've got years and years and years of offering something, we're probably going to do a pretty good job offering it. When we're getting new with it, that's an opportunity for the betters. So I, I definitely invite players to take a look at that, help us correct those odds and hopefully make a couple bucks on your end at the same time. All right, that's interesting stuff. And like I said, it, it changes the way you can watch a game. I've said this all along, and, you know, this is my bias. You know, I know what the ratings say. Uh, the NBA is outrating the, the Stanley Cup playoffs, but the, the hockey has been so stinking good. I'm, I don't care. What anybody yeah, and the, and the NBA, so I mean, fun. are they just getting those ratings for the first half? Because a lot of these games haven't been compelling been recently in the fourth quarter. Been, yeah, it's, it's just boring. It, it's, it's not... I, I would be, I, I am not pigheaded in this. I mean, I am, but, but I'm not <laughs> pigheaded in the sense that if, if the, if the Celtics heat or the Dallas uh, golden state series, if they were great, I mm. would be the first person in line. I would say here, this, this stuff's been great. You know, my years working for a league when I worked for baseball, I, I would, I would never BS you by the way, in baseball, some of those divisions are over. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I have not seen one pitch this year. And it is, you know, my, my personal little not covering baseball. You're telling me it is not even Memorial Day and some division races are over. Yeah, geez. National, what National a, League. What a shame. National League East looks like a disaster. How about those Mets? Uh, I guess. Uh, League, what's the Yankees lead in the, in the, in the American League East? Uh, they're four and a half up on Tampa Bay. Uh, my my Blue Jays are struggling. They're seven back right now, which is a pretty bad spot to be. Um, my buddy was, in Seattle went on a on a on a rant on a radio mm-hmm. show. 
And he was saying, he's like, we came in with high expectations. It's not even more Memorial Day. We're already saying we're sellers. Yeah. You yeah. Know that now. Yeah. Mariners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Fourth, fourth in that division. Not looking great there. Uh, who's that uh, rookie they got? Julio Rodriguez. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's got four dingers, I think now. I backed him rookie of the year. So hopefully, hopefully he keeps still he still keeps getting some <laughs> playing time. But uh yeah, I, I'm the same, Seth. I, I went to Toronto, like I told you, for that opening night game because a lot of pent up energy. That was the first uh live Jays game in a couple of years there with that many fans. Um, and that was cool. That was great. And that and immediately after that, I didn't need to see another baseball game for the rest of the year. If uh if I end up back it's in crazy. Toronto and it's a, and it's a Wednesday afternoon and a buddy wants to go. Yeah, I'll go and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a beer and a hot dog or something. And uh, that'll be it. But I, when it's on TV, eh, I'll see you in the playoffs. I will see baseball in the playoffs on TV. That's well, about it. It was it was pretty wild. Now, uh, in the Premier League. And again, this oh. was my first season watching the Premier League. What a finish. Oh, I mean, you God. had you had the top four make the Champions League. Then the five and six make this Europa League. You had the, 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 the overall title was up for grabs. They, the Manchester City won it by one over Liverpool. Um, uh, Tottenham Hotspur, uh, they came from behind. Uh, Arsenal lost three in a row out of nowhere. And uh, they, had, they were in the driver's seat, and they lost both third and fourth place. They settled for fifth. Uh, and then the relegation battle, uh, the bottom three leads only held off being relegated by three points. Everton won it by four points. I mean, it was literally down to the final week. Seth, it was, it was incredible. It's not always that dramatic on match day 38 for the Premier League, but uh, boy, was it a good deal of fun this year. Um, a lot of people ask me because I'm a Liverpool fan, like, were you rooting for or against Everton? Because I think a lot of people in Merseyside, uh, where Liverpool and Everton uh, reside, you know, it, it's a hated rivalry. People talk about North American rivalries, and I don't want to belittle them, but I went to an Everton game and sat in the Liverpool supporter section last fall. And that, that was something else. That's police presence. We are s- separating these two sets of fans with, I want to say hundreds of police officers. Cause it was that many, but all in all, I was rooting for Everton to stay up. Cause I think it's more fun for the game. If Everton more fun for Liverpool, if Everton is up there with us and we're guaranteed those two games a year, uh, the relegation was interesting that it came down to as late as it did. Uh, the top of the Premier League table is fantastic. You mentioned Tottenham. Unfortunately, Liverpool uh, did sacrifice uh, a couple points against them two or three weeks prior, which might have uh, that that could have changed the whole thing. Liverpool was heavily favored in that game, settled for a one-one draw against Tottenham. Uh, and uh, my God, that last Sunday, I was watching our in-game odds at Bavada because we were updating these odds on who will win the Premier League while all these games are going on. And it's the day started with Man City being about a 90% favorite. And then as we're getting closer to halftime, getting closer to halftime, Man City was only about 75% favorite. Seth, there was a spot at about the 75 or 80th minute in these games where Liverpool was tied, but pressing. And Man City was down two goals to Aston Villa. And it, it was starting to look like a Hollywood movie. Who's coaching Aston Villa? Steven Gerrard, former Liverpool great. Who got the second goal for Aston Villa? Coutinho, Liverpool, great. This, uh, everything is trending in the right direction. And for a a brief couple of minutes, Liverpool were actually 60% favorites to win the Premier League in the in-game betting market with us. And then in six minutes, Man City did what they did, scored three quick goals. And that was that. Liverpool did their part. They won the game, but ultimately lost uh, the league by one. But 
you know, we, we were at the office here in San Jose and you know, there's five of us. We were not doing our job at all in the last five, 10 minutes. Of just game. watching. It was, it yeah. Was, and having multiple TVs. It, it, it was, it, really it was so compelling. It was so great. It's uh, as a Liverpool fan, I went into that Sunday uh, having no expectations whatsoever. Our season has still been spectacular. We still have the Champions League final uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, I couldn't have asked for more, but boy, did they, they hooked me in. They hooked me in starting around halftime thinking, oh, we got a chance. We could actually do this. We can get the quad, which no English team has done. And if you're a casual, casual listener of, of this podcast, that is winning the League Cup, the FA Cup, the Premier League, and the Champions League. No English team has done that. And for a bright, simple, brief moment, it looked like Liverpool had a chance to do it. But uh, we simply move on to Paris. We move on to Real Madrid, where we are favorites in that game. Uh, it's been a hell of a season. And if it's your first year watching a full English Premier League, like you said, Seth, whew, what a season. What, what a, a season. season. It was a it was a brilliant, brilliant time. And uh, it was it was uh, it was something else. And <laughs> I was texting my my friends and I said, I said, uh, so you got me into this this league. Uh, this is pretty good. He's like, it's not always this good. I said, hey, listen, don't you know, don't kill me. Let me be, be naive. Um, there was also a report this week. I want to end the podcast with this. Uh, the NFL is reportedly uh, discussing ways to improve the Pro Bowl. Okay. The Pro Bowl is becoming a, an eyesore for the NFL. Right? Okay. I'd here's, say here's, uh, here's get, my get, friend's get. suggestion. Here's my friend's okay. suggestion give a million each to the winners. The losers play the next season for free. Ooh. <laughs> that game would be. <laughs> that, game, that would work <laughs> well listen we were just that talking... Pro Bowl would be the biggest thing <laughs> take the million out how about the losers play next season for free Seth how about this this is even better just because we were just talking about Premier League we take the bottom two teams in the league loser gets relegated we promote the CFL champion well, no, no. Do you <laughs> I, do know you, I know you but, can't do, you, do that, but well, no, you can't. You you can't do it. But the, yes, that would be amazing. <laughs> the, it would be amazing is if if the XFL or the USFL got big enough that it would become a minor league and that yeah. you could relegate them. The oh, real answer is just to not have it. It's it's a terrible game. Football by nature has to be played at such a high level with that kind of uh, equipment that they that when they go when they half ass it, yeah, they want to protect themselves, but they, it doesn't look like anything like the. NBA All-Star game, it's it's not great either, but they can still do the big dunks. They can still do the alley-oops. They can still do the highlight reel stuff because no defense is being played. It can be a little bit fun. There's never been a single Pro Bowl in my lifetime that I've enjoyed for more than a couple minutes, and that was likely only Ever. if I had a bet on that game. Ever. Exactly yeah. right. Ever. Yep. Ever. All right, Mr. Costa Rica, have a, have a great time, quote-unquote, working. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Buenos dias, amigo. I, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the, uh, the the fancy dinners. I've seen all the uh, carousing late at night. I don't want to incriminate you because I know who listens to this podcast. But I'm just saying, <laughs> have a great time. We'll see you all at karaoke. Hey. hey, hey.